Welcome to the Marriage Success Podcast with Dr. David Stevens. The purpose of this podcast is to highlight biblical principles for building healthy marriage and family relationships. Dr. Stevens is an author, seminar leader, and relationship coach to married couples and singles in the dating game. To learn more about Dr. Stevens, please visit marriagesuccess.org. But now, let's join Dr. Stevens for today's edition of the Marriage Success Podcast. Hello, I'm David Stevens, and welcome to the podcast. In today's podcast, I will be sharing seven keys to overcoming in-law problems. We'll get started after this important announcement. Hello, this is Dr. David Stevens with your marriage success moment for today. Set boundaries. Set boundaries to insulate yourself from people who may hinder the success of your marriage. At one time, they may have been a trusted friend, but if they create strife between you and your spouse, they are no longer your friend. Make a decision about that relationship because otherwise they could create strife in your marriage that could utterly destroy your marriage. And this is your marriage success moment for today. This message was brought to you by marriagesuccess.org. You're listening to the Marriage Success Podcast with author and seminar leader, Dr. David Stevens. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's podcast, I will be sharing another excerpt from my book, Overcoming Pitfalls to Marriage Success. More specifically, seven keys to overcoming in-law problems. I believe this topic is critical because if in-law problems exist in your marriage, you will eventually fall short in giving your spouse what they need from you. And if that neglect continues, you will eventually destroy your marriage. So as a reminder, let's recap some of the things on the list I shared in a previous podcast. What your wife needs from you. Number one, romance and affection. Number two, spend money on her. Number three, make time for her. Number four, appreciate what she does. Number five, help around the house. Number six, kind compliments. Number seven, learn more about her. And number eight, sexual satisfaction. Now let's recap the list of basic things a man needs from his wife. Number one, appreciate how hard he works. Number two, sexual satisfaction. Number three, an attractive wife. Number four, an unselfish financial partner. Number five, a peaceful home. Number six, an ego stroke. Number seven, your forgiveness. And number eight, a partner to stand beside him. This is not an exhaustive list of things your spouse needs from you, but this I guarantee, you cannot give your spouse what they need if you have in-law problems. So, listen to my seven basic keys to overcoming in-law problems. Many young couples struggle with problems with their in-laws early in marriage. Establishing new boundaries and maintaining a strong commitment to their marriage is imperative to get through this transition period. The following suggestions may provide newlyweds with some ideas to help them get through this potentially volatile time in marriage. Number one, pray for wisdom. When you have marital conflicts, you need the wisdom of God to work through them. Marital conflicts are tough, but if in-laws get involved, conflicts can become very volatile. Therefore, seeking the wisdom of God should be a priority. So pray for yourself, your spouse, your marriage, and your in-laws. 
Don't forget to capitalize on the power of unified prayer. The intimacy triggered by unified prayer will strengthen your faith and equip you and your spouse to overcome many challenges that you face. Number two, support your spouse. Your spouse deserves your support in every possible way. Support them privately and publicly. Even if your mother and father disagree with your spouse, you must find a way to protect and support your spouse without disrespecting your parents because it's imperative that your spouse knows that they have your unwavering support when you face conflicts with your family. Supporting your spouse when things are going well is one thing, but supporting them, even though it may cause a rift between you and your close family members, will make your spouse feel more secure in your marriage. This will also send a signal to your family members. They will know that you will not abandon your spouse and unite with kinfolks when conflicts occur. When family members recognize your level of commitment to your spouse, they will be less inclined to display rude or disrespectful behavior toward your spouse. Even if your spouse has made a bad decision that may cause repercussions, don't turn your back on your spouse just because things are a little tough. Instead, work together to find a solution to the problem. To minimize family gossip about your spouse, don't be too quick to discuss your spouse's failures with relatives unless they are in a position to help and are mature enough to resist the temptation to gossip. Number three, don't obey your parents. It's okay to disagree with your parents when you reach majority age. Move out and begin paying your own way through life. Because when you become an adult, you are no longer required to obey your parents. Please read 1 Corinthians 13th chapter, verse number 11. But you should never disrespect your parents. You should seek ways to honor them on a regular basis because the Bible encourages this and because you love them. One of the key ways to honor your parents is to seek their advice and counsel when you and your spouse face certain dilemmas. The advice you get from parents should be compiled with information gathered from other reliable sources so your objectivity will not be compromised. Then it's up to you and your spouse to sort through everything and make an informed decision that will be in the best interest of your household. Be sure to guard against feeling obligated to obey the advice your parents give, especially if doing so will create tension between you and your spouse. Otherwise, your decision to pacify your parents could sabotage your marriage. Number four, confront your in-laws. When relatives disrespect your spouse, you must deal with the issue immediately. Don't let your anger and frustration build up. Confront your sister, brother, and any other relative, including your parents, the first time they insult your spouse. If you don't draw the line the first time they disrespect your spouse, your relatives may believe they have a license to criticize and insult your spouse anytime they feel like being rude. By all means, let the Bible be your textbook for dealing with the disrespectful behavior and let the love of God prevail in dialogue with relatives. But you must defend the honor of your spouse. Defending the reputation of your spouse can sometimes mean the difference between a happy marriage and a bitter divorce. Number five, set boundaries and forgive. If you must confront offensive in-laws because of their rude behavior toward your spouse, settle the issue and set new boundaries for interacting with them. The new boundaries should minimize the chances of a similar incident occurring again. Then forgive them and let it go. They are your kin and you need them like they need you. Although it may be difficult to forgive sometimes, forgiving an offense is the godly thing to do. As a matter of fact, forgiveness is a biblical commandment and a prerequisite for a successful walk of faith. Number six, 
Don't let in-laws take over. Sometimes people can be so excited about having newlyweds in the family that they assume it's okay to stop in for a visit anytime they're in the neighborhood. They erroneously assume it's okay because they believe the newlyweds should always be glad to have a visit from someone in the family. However, newlyweds rarely want uninvited guests to drop in unexpectedly. They want their privacy and they deserve it. Therefore, if your in-laws have made a habit of showing up at your home unannounced or visiting too often and is creating tension in your marriage, it's time to take immediate steps to rectify the problem. Simply put, if it's not a good time to entertain guests, you should not feel obligated to open the door and receive them into your home. Neither should you fear repercussions for not opening your door because visitors can see your car parked outside while you ignore their knocks at the door. To avoid an ongoing problem with visits from in-laws, sit down with your spouse and determine when your home will be open to guests. You may determine that you don't want guests before or after a certain time of day, or you may limit visits from guests to certain days of the week. Whatever works for you and your spouse can be decided and announced to family members at the appropriate time. That time may come the next time someone drops by your home unannounced. You and your spouse can open the door and politely let the visitor know that your family is not prepared to receive guests. Then ask them to give you a phone call before stopping by the next time so that a mutually agreeable time can be established for their next visit. Without a doubt, someone in the family will feel insulted by a gesture like this. That's okay. Still, all relationships need boundaries to help them mature. One thing for sure, if you want a happy marriage, you and your spouse need to have plenty of time alone, away from intrusive in-laws. Number seven, talk about the money. Consult your spouse before making financial arrangements with in-laws. First, don't borrow money from your mother or father without the agreement of your spouse. This may be particularly offensive to a man because borrowing money from in-laws could suggest that he is incapable of taking care of his own family. Secondly, don't lend significant sums of money to relatives without the consent of your spouse. Because if the in-law does not repay the money, you and your spouse may be forced to forgive the debt. This may be troubling if the money you anticipated receiving from the borrower was designated to benefit your own household. Some couples agree not to loan money that they cannot afford to give away. This way, if they make a loan to someone and the person fails to repay the debt, the couple will be less likely to argue about the money. Thirdly, don't co-sign a debt with an in-law without the consent of your spouse. If you feel like you must co-sign, don't do it behind your spouse's back because this could jeopardize trust between you and your spouse. Furthermore, if you co-sign another person's debt, it may financially obligate you and your spouse in a way that could someday hinder the financial success of your own family. The end result will probably be marital strife and conflict that could have been avoided. Lesson summary. Keys to overcoming in-law problems. Number one. Pray for wisdom. Number two, support your spouse. Number three, don't obey your parents. Number four, confront in-laws. Number five, set boundaries and forgive. Number six, don't let in-laws take over. Number seven, talk about the money. As I stated earlier, this is an excerpt from my book, Overcoming Pitfalls to Marriage Success specifically seven keys to overcoming in-law problems. If you would like your personal copy of this book, it's available 
on Amazon.com. You can download the Kindle version and you can also order the paperback version. This book includes multiple topics, including what I referenced earlier, what your wife needs from you and what your husband needs from you. So please visit Amazon.com and order your copy today. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. If you would like to hear Dr. David Stevens in person, he conducts seminars and does keynote speaking for special events. Dr. Stevens is currently offering a free seminar to churches in the metro area of Birmingham, Alabama. This free seminar can be tailored to address the needs of couples, singles, and manhood mentoring events. To book a free seminar at your church, please visit marriagesuccess.org for more information. When you visit the website, you can purchase books by Dr. Stevens, which include Master Keys to Marriage Success, Manhood Challenge, and Dating Game Pitfalls. To book a free seminar or to purchase ebooks and paperbacks by Dr. Stevens, please visit marriagesuccess.org. You can also reach Dr. Stevens by email at dstevens at marriagesuccess.org. Thanks again for joining us on today's podcast. And remember, love can last a lifetime.